It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Full of frustration. Full of despair. From years of hurt, disappointment and relegation. Two British football fans have had enough. Canary Bird Elliot Holman and Wanderer Henry Hewitt are in search of glory. Pride, passion, in search of silverware. And they found Major League Soccer. Yes, we are back. Season four, episode one of the MLS UK show from our brand new studio. I'm Elliot Holman. And I'm Henry Hewitt. We've got loads and loads to talk to you about, so let's get on with it. Henry Hewitt, welcome to the brand new MLS UK show, Studio. Yeah, we got kicked out of our old one. and <laughs> It's uh, not even a lie. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we're now in our new one, which is in your garage. We, we've took working from home seriously. Mm. And we yeah, this series will be from your garage. Uh, welcome to my garage. Uh, most people do have height adjustable desks, a beer keg and three TVs in their garage. Mm-hmm. Um it's been a bit of a project. We've tweeted a few photos on our socials as a little bit of a tease. And I just felt it was going on and on and on. And the season was getting closer and closer. Yeah. And Henry kept messaging me because we've not even been allowed to see each other because of lockdown and COVID-19. And I just felt like the season was getting closer. And you messaged me every day going, um, sorry to ask, but how's the studio coming along? And I'm like, I'm doing it. Um, but here it is and it's here forever. And for as long as you'll be here, um, this is where our new home is. Yeah. Um, it's still a project. It's still, there'll be so much stuff that is being added into it, Mm. this series and stuff, but with MLS literally now just around the corner, we thought we'd better put an episode out. (laughs) Um, it's going to be all the usual stuff. Plus some brand new things as well, which uh, we can't wait to tell you about. So, well, we've told everyone about the new studio. Mm. We are also part of a brand new network of podcasts. It's called Sports Social. 
So if you head to their website, sports-social.co.uk, they have teamed up with loads of podcasts here in the UK. There's some about a wide range of sports, mainly football. Mm. So you've got some that cover... Uh, like EPL teams like Man United and Chelsea, and then you've got some that will cover uh, football in general, uh, the EPL, some that interview past players. There's some that's interviewed past MLS players as well. So head to their website. You can click on the podcast network. You can click on our page, and you get to listen to every single one of our episodes from the past few series, but you can also listen to some new ones as well. But it's brand new, it's fresh, and uh, it should be because we've been away for quite a while now (laughs) yeah everyone's been asking where we are and we are back um one thing as well that we need to mention and uh some people that we need to thank very 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 much is our new sponsor soccer90.com soccer90.com um is is run by an, an incredible team of guys and i'm not just saying that because now they're our sponsors um they're actually listeners to the mls uk show these are people that have listened to us since season one and they've enjoyed the podcast and they've thought, how can we get involved? How can we help these guys out? They look desperate for money. Uh, so um, thank you so much to Andrew uh, and the team in Dallas, Texas at soccer90.com who have put together an incredible online store. Not only sells MLS jerseys, but um, some of the biggest teams in Europe all got jerseys on there ready for you to buy and there is a discount code as well. So if you are a listener to the MLS UK show, um, 25% discount to you just for putting in MLS UK at the checkout. Yeah, it's your way of going. Elliot and Henry sent me. That's basically it. Yeah, tell them Uh, we sent you. uh, So yeah, there's tons of new things coming along. New things you'll notice as well, uh, like the odd advert put in there, which uh, for Soccer 90 or whoever else who who we want to do it for. But let's not get bogged down with that sort of stuff i've got to pay for these tvs somehow you know um it's the brand new season of mls Mm. and what a show we've got lined up we are going to be doing our previews we're going to be doing predictions and she's back let's face it it's the only reason a lot of you are listening she's our most requested person on this podcast it's soul destroying it is we've had mls players on we turn up every week and still it's when's poppy's kit reviews coming back (laughs) Poppy's kit reviews. Oh, a new kit gets released. I can't wait to hear what Poppy says. We will have all 27 <laughs> of Poppy's kit reviews for the kits that have been released ahead of this new season. They will be on the show today, so stay tuned for that. Is there any room for us to do anything else whatsoever? We're going to have to cram it in. Shall we get started? Let's get started. MLS UK Show with Elliot Holman and Henry Hewitt. So Poppy's kit reviews are coming up very soon. We're also going to be previewing, we're going to start a preview with the East, mm. uh, but don't worry, we'll, we'll be doing Atlanta and Orlando last. We'll explain in just a moment. Yeah. All but, you talk about is Orlando and Atlanta. No, 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 no. Well, um, but first of all, it wouldn't be the MLS UK show if we didn't start with a game with a change of name. It's back for Series 4. Elliot, who have we got this week? So I put a little tweet out and it had a button to send us a DM. And I asked for suggestions for the game with the changing name. If you've never heard the podcast before, the game with the changing name, I don't know why it's called that. I think it's because we just couldn't settle on a name and every week it seemed to be different. Um, It's where we find a player that's played in MLS and in the UK and we give you their career path. You've got to work out who you think the player is. Henry's got no idea. And 
this suggestion, by the way, is incredible. I'll credit the person at the end when we do the big reveal. This is the best game with a changing name that we've ever done. Wow. I'm so excited. I mean, that's bold. First episode, series four, and you're coming out with that. So come on, uh, what's their, their career path? So they started their career at Manchester City in 2014. And they came through the uh, youth ranks there. Okay. And they made their uh, Manchester City debut, full debut, in 2015. They made 46 appearances and scored 12 goals. All right, okay, decent record. I'm giving you the stats as well, because I want you to have a real think about this one. All right, okay. They then moved to Leicester City and made 88 appearances. And they played <laughs> for an MLS team. That's... I mean, it's so good. I love this one. Just for the reveal. I love it. I can't wait to tell you who it is. Because that's quite a decent record at Manchester City. Yeah. 88 times for Leicester. I mean, that that means they would only have, if they'd left, they would have only left recently. I I'll can't have, wait. I'll have a think about it. So uh, for new listeners to the podcast, there's one rule they've got to have played in uh, the UK and in MLS. Mm-hmm. Okay, if you think you know, tweet us at MLS UK Show or if you're watching on YouTube, comment below. Uh, it's I'm so gonna, good. I'm going to have to think of this It's one. a great story. I can't wait. Right, so let's get started then. MLS 2021 is back. Um, we're going to preview the East first. After we've done the previews, don't worry, that's when the first part of Poppy's kit reviews are going to be on. <laughs> Um, everyone's just skipping to that bit we've poured so many hours into this podcast over the last three or four years and all people care about is poppy's kit reviews we're getting to it we are getting to it Uh, if you're new to the podcast uh, obviously you can tell by elliot's shirt he's an orlando fan i'm an atlanta fan Uh, we sometimes get blamed for being very orlando and atlanta centric on this podcast so we're going to start in the east but we're going to keep orlando and atlanta till the end tell you what let's have a look at the uh, the reigning champions then Columbus Crew mm. beat Seattle at the end of the last season. Uh, worthy winners of MLS Cup. I think you'd agree with me on that one. 100%. Um, so this year then, how are we going to do? Have we, have we, is there going to be a bit of a dynasty uh, made for Columbus Crew? Because it's been quite a while since the team's retained MLS Cup. Can I first of all congratulate Chris Cadden on moving to MLS, doing one year, winning MLS Cup and then just uh, jogging off back home again. It's absolutely class. I love that. Rooney could never. <laughs> yeah, not even Rooney did it. Um, you know, Beckham, he, he, he spent a few years there. No one has gone in and come out and made... Um, okay, he didn't have many appearances, but he certainly made an impact. It he's got a trophy. Doesn't matter. He's got a picture of him with the MLS trophy. MLS Cup. What more does he want in life? Do you know what I mean? That's true. <laughs> uh, well, Columbus, apart from Cadden, uh, not many players have left, really. They've added to the squad. Bush um, and Dick at, at keeping goal uh, is where I want to focus on, really. Right, OK, because they've got quite a lot of goalkeepers. Mm, yeah, um, they've got a really strong <laughs> really strong goalkeeping roster. Yeah. Obviously, Matt Lampson is experienced. Eloy Room was the number one, but how can you... See past Bush and Dick. Do you know what I mean? Uh, well, how long are we in? 10, 15 minutes into the new episode? And uh, already you're making puns on Bush and Dick's name. But uh, seriously, though, like, how are you going to fit all these players into one goalkeeping slot? Yeah, do you know what? This is by far, if you have a look through uh, all of the rosters, um, this is by far the strongest roster when it comes to keepers. We often see teams like Toronto will 
Um, do you remember when they played um, Bono was their number one and then they swapped and that's another one for you. Uh, they swapped and they played Westberg in, in MLS and then uh, Bono just became a, um, a, a cup keeper, if yeah. you will. Um, this is what Columbus are going to have to do here because they, they're not, you're not looking at uh, just some, uh, some kids that they've signed. Um, you know, Lampson is experienced. Room was the number one. Um, Bush, as we know, was uh, instrumental at Montreal. Eric Dick as well. They've got four keepers there that are going to be pushing each other all the way. And I know Room is probably the the preferred choice. Yeah. But what a roster. How they've even managed to accumulate four keepers, bearing in mind the salary cap, bearing in mind lots of keepers don't want to go and just sit on the bench. They're not going to be conceding many goals. You wouldn't think so. Uh, they're going to keep it tight at the back and uh, it looks like up front as well. I mean, not only have they still got Zellerian, Zardes and Santos, they've added Molino and BWP. That's not a bad uh, five there. So they're strong at, at the back, but they're very strong up front as well. Molino and BWP is the key here. We we didn't want to see BWP leave Red Bulls. No. Uh, when he went to LAFC, we were here for it. He's the perfect player for them. He gets in and around the box. He's there for those... Those tap-ins, I don't want to be disrespectful, but his positioning is is great. The yeah. tap-ins for BWP are, are crucial. Um, I really like the fact that he's gone to Columbus. He's gone. He's not just sort of dropping out of MLS. You know, he had that big injury. He's gone to LAFC. <laughs> you know, you're talking uh, Supporters Shield winners. He's gone to Columbus Crew, MLS Cup winners. This guy's still going to be instrumental, and I can't wait to see him for Columbus because he's already been putting some goals away in preseason. I've seen. Well, potential maybe MLS Cup supporters, Shield winners. We will be going through our predictions later on. Uh, but moving on in the East, let's go to New England Revolution. Of course, they broke your heart in the playoffs last year. I mean, they finished eighth in the conference, mm. yet lost the conference final. No one expected them at the time to get there. But with Bruce Arena, he's got the experience and he's he knows what he's doing. Yeah, New England Revolution are kind of a sleeping giant for me, kind of along the LA Galaxy lines. And I know LA Galaxy are extremely successful in the past. And we always say this, we haven't seen that. (laughs) We haven't seen Galaxy dominate a season for a very long time. Um, New England, very much, you know, having moved on from Brad Friedel, Bruce Arena's come in. He's not only kind of rescued them, he's really got them into uh, much better shape. Uh, Roster-wise, he's got better options all over the field. I'm looking for another season of progress. I think they have to make the playoffs again and they have to go a long, a long way into the playoffs. Could talk about New England Revolution all day just for the uh, playoff win against Orlando at the end of last season. But we have got 27 teams to get through in this episode. So uh, next we're going to go to Montreal or should we should say Club de Fud Montreal. Yeah, as let's, they are let's now get that right. Impact has gone. It's a major changes in Montreal. Thierry Henry left, as we know. Uh, Wilfred Nancy, I could try and pronounce that with a French accent. I'm not going to. Uh, so he's going to be Wilfred Nancy to me. Um, he's been the assistant there for mm. years. For me, if Montreal have been winning supporter shields in MLS Cup, then maybe that would be a, a a good option. It just seems a bit like the cheap option for me. Uh, who knows? He might be good, but I I just see it being a struggle this year for Montreal. I'm heartbroken about the Henri situation. I completely understand. Um, for those who don't know, Henri's reasoning uh, was the amount of time he spent in quarantine away from his family as well. Um, you know, the, the Canadian clubs have obviously had it rough in the last year or so due to the um, COVID pandemic. 
I completely understand why he's wanted to come come back to the UK. However, it really, really is a shame that that he's not there. I feel like he was building something. Do you remember the team talk that we saw the the video yeah, of yeah, of Henri? Yeah. I'd run through walls for that man. <laughs> um, but all I will say is, it should have gone to Fanny. The guy is a Montreal legend. Surely old enough to retire and become manager now, right? Um, well, maybe, maybe. Uh, Milohajevic signed for him as well. Uh, could be a lot of uh, MLS experience coming in from Chicago. Yeah, no, I like that. I like that. Uh, it's a good signing. Yeah, and uh, Wanyama's still there as well, and Pieti. So they've got a strongish midfield. The holding midfielders of Piet and Wanyama is yeah. incredible. Like, can you play two holding midfielders? Is that boring? For me, when you've got those two, it's absolutely not. That should be the surest defence. It doesn't matter who you play in defence. With those two in front, surely they're going to be fine. Moving on to Toronto FC then. Orlando is going to be their local game. It's going to be their local derby this year playing uh, Toronto. They will be playing in Orlando. There's a lot to talk about with Toronto. Uh, Not only that, that could be an issue. They've also got a new head coach, Chris Armas. You will remember him from New York Red Bulls. Didn't mm. really do much with the Red Bulls. It's so not an appointment I'm behind yet. No, I'm, I, I'm I waiting the, to see. I read the comments when he got announced on Toronto's Twitter. Mm. Not many positive ones. Not when you've lost Greg Vanny. And he hasn't, the thing is, he hasn't left MLS. I think the fact that Vanny's gone to LA Galaxy is, doesn't help. I think no. if you lose them and they go and work in Europe or, or whatever, or they retire, fine. Um, the fact that he's going to be against Toronto this year, uh, it doesn't help things. I'm not sold on Chris Armas. I'm not. And I, I like, I hope he proves me wrong. He's got a great roster there. We've already kind of got an indication of, of his 11 because they've been playing a, a, in yeah. the Champions League. They got a draw against Club Leon good in, result. The, in the Champions Very League, which result. is a good result. Yeah. And, you know, we've, we've kind of seen who he's, you know, who he's getting behind there. Michael Bradley still there. Mm-hmm. Um, fans very 50-50 on Michael Bradley as well. So Chris Armas very much using him, deploying him in the centre of his midfield still. But I think I think the jury's out on that one. Well, you're looking at Bradley, Morrow. Be careful. Uh, I'm going to so I'm gonna put Josie Altidore in here. And we know that he's been a Don't bit... Don't tell Taylor. Yeah, he's going to be a bit critical to uh, um, when you've sort of named him as an ageing squad, when you're doubting them and... I don't know. I just think they've got that DP spot open. Maybe they should be looking at someone younger because there's a lot of experience in there. And I will talk about experience a lot when going through the squads. But you look at the bigger names and they are, they are getting on a bit. I don't see Pozuelo as old, but he's 29, which is actually the same age as me. <laughs> um, but, you know, Altidore's only 31. If we're saying Altidore is an ageing yeah. forward, then so is Pozuelo, which is bizarre. It is. But then saying that, Altidore two years ago, compared to Altidore from last season yeah. and now. You know, it's it can change a lot when you get... I've turned 30. I turned 30 uh, last year. and Over the hill. Yeah, you start getting aching bones when you wake up and uh, I can't do some of the stuff I used to be able to do. So. <laughs> Sound like my nan. <laughs> um, a lot of change then at Toronto and, um, you know, after a long period of stability, another club that's like that and uh, you notice how these are really... I've not planned these. These are just coming. Mm, it's smoothly sure. adding together. Sure. Uh, DC United, of yeah. course, uh, they... I've got a new head coach, Hernan Laceda. Uh, he came in from Belgium. Um, I watched the interview DC United Kingdom did with him. He wants to play like free-flowing, expansive football, yeah. which he's saying the right things, but can he put it into practice with that squad? We've said for years, haven't we, that the DC United squad wasn't big enough. And now it's a case of they've brought in the new coach. 
have they got in, enough depth? There's there's always been a lot of youth around DC. They've always used the um, the affiliate club, Ludin United. And so it's, have they managed to get that balance on the roster right? Have they replaced Rooney yet? This is my question. Because mm. Ola Kamara, on paper, same age as Altidor now, by the way. Yeah. And again, I don't see those, you know, in the same age bracket. Ola Kamara, when you're talking about the Columbus Kamara and the Galaxy Kamara, I'm thinking this is a great signing. Yeah. Now, I'm not sure that they've quite filled that that void where where Rooney, you know, was obviously completely leading the line for them. Ariola briefly came over to the UK. Um, he's now eligible for the game with the changing name. Uh, he was at Swansea, struggled to break into the side, yeah. had a little trouble with injury. Again, it could be so good for DC. This could be the change that they need, the free flow and attacking football. I love to hear that. I love to see that. It's exactly what we all want to watch on TV. Jury's out on the roster for me. Yeah, and uh, just a note there on what you're saying about the game of the change of name. Shout out to MLS clubs who, in the close season, have really helped us out. But it just seems to be sending players to England. Yeah. So uh, It's because we were running out. I said on the last episode of season three, I said... We're struggling now. You're yeah. gonna have to. We're gonna have to dig deep. You're gonna have to send me some suggestions. Yeah. Um, DK, but yeah, Morris, Ariola, go to England or Wales in uh, <laughs> um, Morris and uh, Ariola's case. Um, just one more note on DC United. Edison Flores, can he be the the Rooney replacement? He, he showed glimpses last year, but I'm expecting more of him this year. Yeah, this is the thing. I think he needs to step up, and and it's not <laughs> filling Rooney's shoes is not an easy task. No. But everyone's looking at looking at him to do that. I just want to see more goals from from Kamara, but he's going to need that service, and that's exactly you know that's exactly what we want to see from Flores. Yeah, well, uh, Rooney's shoes. We are recording now in Derby, so we could probably go and. Uh, and try on Rooney's shoes, yeah. see how easy they are to fit in. Um, New York Red Bulls then, let's move over to uh, New York. We'll do uh, NYC in a moment. But Red Bulls, um, Struber came in from uh, Barnsley, who, I mean, you've been keeping an eye on Barnsley mm. because of DK, but like what a season they've had. And, and I mean, Struber would have put building blocks in place, but how is he going to do at Red Bulls? It's a bit of a of a crossroads situation for both sides in New York, New Jersey, because where do we go? Like, are they going, are they going to consistently make the playoffs like they have been doing or are they going to dwindle away? Yeah, I think there's there's New York fan, uh, sorry, New York Red Bulls fans that would have been disappointed that, that Armas left. There's some that were desperate for him to go. <laughs> and so it is very much a crossroads situation of bringing in new blood because they had some very successful times when they were battling with Atlanta at the top of the supporter shield. And you kind of just expected that to, to carry on. And it just, it just didn't. And it's kind of really petered out. So they're in a situation where they really need to get some momentum early doors and, and start to make a challenge again for that supporter shield, like it or not, they're one of the biggest clubs in, in MLS. They're a huge name in MLS and they're someone you expect to be up there. I've never seen them falter quite as much as they have, you know, recently and, and looked so unsteady. It's hard to know whether they were going to go and turn the team over or actually go and put in a really good performance, maybe still not get, get the win. So yeah, they're a team that I'm looking to like new England to really, you know, uh, cement themselves up, up at the top once again. Yeah. I mean, Red Bulls, uh, you think it was what, three years ago that they were record breakers, like regular season Mm. record breakers, supporters shield. And it's just, 
I, I just think the, there was a moment where they could have pushed on and they never did. The and BWP injury was huge. Yeah. And then when he was fit, Armas didn't fancy him anymore. And since then, you know, I, I think despite, you know, the new guys coming through and actually doing well in attack, they just struggled. They never hit those heights again. NYC then. Um, could Because NYC have been making the playoffs regularly. Mm. Could they now look at Red Bulls and go, we don't want to just dwindle away. We don't want to be that sort of mid-side where, you, yeah, they'll probably make the playoffs, but we're not going to do anything in it. Yeah, um, They've still got likes of Haber, Morales. So they've got quality players there, but could that be a danger for them? Yeah, you don't... This is We've mentioned LA Galaxy already, and I don't want to be too too hard on them, but there is a danger that you just become that team that used to be good. And you only talk about the times that, that you used to be good. I know there's a lot of teams in MLS, but there's also a lot of playoff spots. More last year than, than ever before. The teams that are consistently not making those playoffs really, really need to start having a word, making big plans. We'll come on to Cincinnati, but exactly like FC Cincinnati have done, they've gone, no, do you know what? This isn't good enough. We're going to make a concerted effort to, ch- to change this and turn it around. And it comes from the top. And I know that not all teams are quite as focused at uh, top level as th- as they should be and as, as much as the fans want them to be. Are New York Red Bulls going to get a roster together that is going to bring them, again, that that record-breaking points tally? I'm not sure yet. No. I mean, I mentioned Haber. He's, he's obviously out until summer, ACL. Um, yeah, it's uh, NYCFC at the moment, I feel, with the staging thing as well, but that's, he's still playing, uh, you know, at the Yankee Stadium. It's just... I think NYCFC are in danger of their identity completely going mm. and just being a, a, a team. And they've got so many great things about them, NYCFC. They're very like, if you were coming into MLS now, they would be one of the teams that you look at and go, oh, okay, I, I might follow them. Or yeah. I might, you know, support them. So uh, I really hope for them that we can just kickstart things. But I, I, I just think we need a, a bit of a kick up the arse, really. <laughs> Uh, and you know that might be quite blunt to say that, but that's how I feel. No, we just I, need I think you're right. Kick up the ass. Uh, you mentioned Cincinnati there, and of course, that's I'm I'm going to make this flow very nicely. Uh, so FC Cincinnati then. Um, these for me, with the signings they've made, Acosta, Matrita in from uh, NYCFC, um, the Banner, of course, thirteen million dollars are spent on him. I'm most intrigued to see how FC Cincinnati will do this season because surely. Surely, after two seasons, it can't of be absolute, worse. I'm, I'm not going to swear. No, because we have to put the explicit thing on there, yeah. and then we get less listeners and less people find us. So be polite. Tosh, absolute <laughs> tosh from FC Cincinnati. Surely they've got to show something this year. As an Orlando fan, it gives me great pleasure to find a club that have actually done worse <laughs> since joining MLS. Um, in all seriousness, FC Cincinnati had a lot of players. They had a lot of experience they had a lot of uh players that maybe hadn't played in mls and there were times when i looked at the roster and thought this could work and it just never ever seemed to and they've gone through managers like there's no tomorrow i I swear the last one didn't even manage a game before he got done i just want to see consistency if it doesn't work out this year that is a failure on the coaching level and maybe anything behind the scenes because that roster is I'm just I'm having to look at it now because it's changed so much. <laughs> There's so many signings, but they've really, really put their hand in their pocket and gone. Do you know what? We've got a new stadium. We're going to get ourselves a new roster. Yeah. It's going to be packed full of talent, and we're going to pack out this stadium. We're going to entertain our fans, and we're going to try and win something. And 
I just think that if the coach can't get something out of that roster, there is there is a serious problem because there's talent even at keeper level. You know, Cody Cropper, uh, Teton. You've got players that have played very well. Abdul Salam at NYCFC, for example. Hagland has been there, so you, you've not changed it too much. You've still got Hagland um, sticking around. Van der Furf is still there, but then you've brought in Acosta. There's talent everywhere. And Brenner up front as well, at the age of 21, if they can hold on to him for a couple of seasons, he's going to be incredible. Yeah, yeah. And this, Yapstam has to get a tune out of this roster. It might take four or five games, but at the end of the season, you're not going to look back at those first games. You're going to look back at where they finish. They have to make the playoffs. So because you mentioned Yapstam, you've given me a link into my next team, another former Manchester United defender. Oh. Phil Neville. You're out of control, you. <laughs> uh, Phil Neville is now the head coach of Inter Miami. You know, jobs for the boys with David Beckham. I, I don't know about you. And I know, you know, take your Orlando, don't literally take your Orlando shirt off, but take it off uh, metaphorically um, and look at it from an MLS point of view. I just don't see this move going well. I don't know what it is. I wondered if it was just the Orlando tint that was making me think this. I can't, I just can't see... Phil Neville and Blaise Matuidi <laughs> lifting MLS Cup is just a bizarre, it's such a weird roster. Yeah, it's very difficult for me to, to kind of comment and not look like I'm trying to have a side swipe. But obviously they're already in hot water regarding the designated player yeah, situation. Yeah. Phil Neville. I don't actually have anything against Phil Neville. I'm happy that we've got another UK representative in the league but he just doesn't scream success to me and I I I kind of can't see me being proved wrong either Philadelphia Union um did very well last year supporters mm. shield winners and they, they then lost the first game of the playoffs like these you know Philadelphia a building however they have lost Aronson yeah they've lost McKenzie two big names of part of that they've still got a strong uh First 11, strong roster. Paxton Aronson now is yeah, in the it squad. Is. Um, but Ray Gaddis left as well, that experience there. So it, yeah. what do you see for Philadelphia this year? Um, they've still got Shabilko and he's still banging in the goals. He's got yeah. a goal in the Champions League already. It's good to see Philly in the Champions League as well. Yeah. Jim Curtin will do better than that next season. I think there's still that main, um, you know, uh, backbone of the squad. It's, mm-hmm. still, it's still there. The roster's mainly still there. Um, Jim Curtin was in charge of his 100th game in the Champions League the other night. And I think it's crucial. I love the continuity with with the union. We've said it before. I, I like teams that don't panic. They don't get rid of the manager too soon. They don't make wholesale changes. They're just gradually improving. And um, Jim Curtin's gradually, you know, learning even more in his role, getting to know players that maybe joined over the last couple of seasons. I expect them to make the playoffs and do better than than last season. Yeah, uh, you could argue they exceeded expectations last year against Sports Shield. Another team that perhaps exceeded expectations, Nashville. Yes. Uh, what a season for them, their first season. All eyes are on into Miami, mm. and we seem to be saying every week last year, all eyes are on Miami, but Nashville is going along the business. They was consistently around mid-table. Yep. They got into the playoffs. They got to round two. They beat Toronto, which was a great performance. Can they make it two years in a row? Can they build on it? Uh, they've still got Zimmerman. Say CJ Sapong has come in. So, some you know, they've got a decent squad. Zimmerman's crucial. He was one of the best defenders 
at LAFC in the league and he was definitely one of the best defenders last season in MLS at Nashville. CJ Sapong is an, is a really good signing. Is It strengthened the side again. Mm-hmm. The thing is, they made the playoffs in their debut season, which is incredible. If they don't now do it again, I think that's a failure. Yeah. And it's a shame because if they made the playoffs in their third year, no one would have batted an eyelid. But I think they've kind of set the, they've set the bar now. So that's kind of where, you know, that's the minimum that fans are going to expect now. Next season is, is playoffs. And, you know, they'll expect them to go further. A team that would love to get in the playoffs, and it's the only team left before Atlanta in Orlando. Chicago Fire, um, they had another awful season last year, but they, they are actually back at Soldier Field this year. Last year was was hit and miss. They never really had any fans in. This year, they, they will have fans in at, you know, and for hopefully full capacity at some point. So, uh, Milhajevic has left. Uh, Beric is still there. What, what would be a good season for Chicago Fire? Because it'd just be playoffs would it they're another team that just can't seem to get going in the time that i've been watching mls they have good results and then they have bad results and then really bad results and uh, yeah exactly they need to they need to become uh, a regular in the playoffs for people to start taking them seriously they've achieved great things in the past and you have to you have to remember that you have to respect that um but it's growing further and further away and they need to become a better side they need to they're one of the heritage sides in in the league but they need to kind of almost earn that respect back a bit because we've seen them slip by the wayside a lot yeah i think you're spot on there um right there's two teams left in the east and uh, i suppose we'd have to do uh the team that finished lower last year it's <sighs> the first team we're going to cover so that oh. would be champions league first leg winning side how have you angled that? How are Atlanta United in the Champions League? Where did you finish last year? 12th. 12th. Yeah. And you're in the Champions League. Well, see, it won't be a Champions League without Atlanta, would it? Let's face it. Um, Gabriel Heinz has come in. Uh, he's had a good start with that win in the Champions League. And um, I'm confident again as an Atlanta fan. Do I think we'll, we'll win MLS Cup? No, I don't. But I'm, I'm confident we're not going to finish 12th. Put it that way. You're going to make the playoffs? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Would you make the playoffs without Joseph Martinez? Um, possibly, maybe. I don't uh, know about this roster, you know. It's easy with Atlanta to look back a few years ago mm. and look and go, oh, well, compared to that team, it's not as good. You're right, it isn't as good. But I think Jose Martinez, they'll want him to be the player that they wanted him to be last year and kind of be the glue to, to fix the squad as they're rebuilding it. But... I don't know, you know, uh, Ibarra's come in, so, so they're, they're decent players. So I think we won't finish 12. I, I'm confident of playoffs. Any further than but that, I don't think. I just so. said to you, do you make the playoffs without Martinez? And I said, um, maybe. Um, we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. Hopefully, Marti- I mean, for the league as well, hopefully Martinez isn't going to you know, suffer an injury like he did last year. It'll be good to have him back, whoever you support. Um, speaking of teams <laughs> that wonderful support, uh, the loosest link ever, Orlando City. You've got your shirt on. Fourth last year, mm. disappointing running the playoffs, although you did beat, technically didn't, it was on penalties, but technically you went through against mm. New York City FC. You've still got Nani, of course. Pato's yeah. come in. Yeah. Uh, Pato is the big name. How is he going to do for Orlando? I don't know. Pato is very injury prone. So if you can get 10, 11, 12 games out of him this season and he, he influences those games, great. If not, maybe it's a bit of a gamble. 
the key thing to remember about Orlando, I think this is the first time I've ever been able to stand here on episode one and say, we'll make the playoffs and you won't laugh at me. Yeah, yeah, you're very confident all the time, but this time I guess it's for real. (laughs) Um, The the dealings were done very early and it was just making loan signings permanent. And those loan signings were the ones that were instrumental in uh, everything that Orlando achieved last year. And and they've they've clung on to those players and, and made those deals permanent. So let's go and make the playoffs again. Before we do Poppy's kit reviews for the East, Mm. what would be a good season for Orlando? I'll take fourth again, happily. I'll take the bottom playoff place. I want to see a better performance in the playoffs. Mm. I think this is the thing. They really let themselves down performance-wise in the playoffs. It was like watching a different team. I don't know whether it was pressure or just wanting it so much. Um, So let's make the playoffs again and then actually turn up. Well, I think I say for the rest of fans of MLS, I really hope that doesn't happen. Um, it's time for the, uh, no doubt, the favourite part of the show for a lot of oh, people yeah. listening. Uh, it's part one of Poppy's kit review. So she's going to be reviewing the kits of the East. And okay. if you remember last year, uh, I'll say which team it is. I'll describe the kit and then uh, you can play what Poppy said. Um, last year, highlights included saying that Seattle Sounders had come dressed like the pitch. Yeah, dressed as the pitch. And Jose Martinez was a, uh, what was it, a, a, a wannabe 50 cent because he yep. had chains on in the uh, photo. And the Buzzy Bees, Columbus. Yeah, so this year um, she's just reviewed the kits because because uh, of COVID, not many teams have actually done proper kit reveals. Mm. So we're going to start with Atlanta. We'll do it in alphabetical order. Now this year, Atlanta, they're away kit. It's black with sort of five uh, red stripes going down the middle, but mm. as if they've been drawn. Um, so this is what Poppy had to say about the Atlanta United away kit. The five stripes in the middle look a bit like a barcode. I wonder if he'd be like a bag of onions or something if you scanned him. Ezekiel barcode. Huh? <laughs> well done. I like that. That's one of your better puns today. Uh, next is Chicago Fire. So Chicago have brought out a home and away kit this year, although she particularly wanted to talk about their away kit. It's kind of a white kit. Well, it's, it's white and blue, sort of uh, navy blue lines. There's a pattern on it. Here's what Poppy had to say about the pattern. Oh, I love that. Yes, this is what I've wanted. I love that. It's like little stars. Oh, my God. That is a perfect Christmas shirt. You know, like how if you had like a Christmas jumper day at work, it's like a little snowflake. Yeah, there you go. Are we having Christmas jumper day before the uh, before the playoffs? Um, at Chicago, I don't think will be before the playoffs. <laughs> Uh, next, it's her favourite team. She's a Columbus Crew fan. She was very excited. The Buzzy for, Bees. Yeah, the Buzzy Bees. She was very excited four days after MLS Cup when she uh, found out that they won it. <laughs> uh, of course, traditionally, are yellow and uh, black. That's why she, they are the Buzzy Bee teams this year. It's uh, the away kit that they revealed. It's grey. It's got a pattern on it. Uh, here's what she had to say about it. You know what? They can't disappoint me now, but... Right, imagine you got a little macro lens and you took a picture really, really close up of your keyboard and got rid of the like the letters on it. That is what the background to that shirt is. So, uh, yeah, it's like a keyboard there. So you see on keyboard, a uh, very square sort of keys. Um, it's not quite square on the design, but uh, yeah, I can kind of see where she's going with that. Mm. <laughs> 
<laughs> next. Uh, next, it's DC United, and DC United, uh, well, I think they were one of the first to release their kits, and just like everyone else, it seemed to be like a, uh, well, a white kit with a bit of colour on the uh, the Adidas stripe and the trims, uh, and that's got a bit of a design on it as well. Now, DC United call it the mosaic design, However, Poppy's gone in a slight different direction with what she sees. Does that not look to you when you um, like wash clothing and you forget about it in the washing machine? So it's all like crumpled up. Because to me, that looks like the players like left it in his gym bag overnight, maybe. That's a good shout because it's supposed to be like a marble effect, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I've got a pair of jeans uh, that are still, you know, they're still in the wardrobe. Uh, that, uh, that I did that too. So they've got like the grey lines on where where it looks like they've just been left and crumpled. I kind of see where she's going with that. Some say mosaic, others say gym bag design. <laughs> uh, moving on, FC Cincinnati. Uh, so their number this year, their home kit. I quite like this actually. It's uh, the like traditional it. navy blue with then sort of, um, well, a different shade of blue and orange very thin lines going down it. Pinstripes. What, pinstripes, that's it. Here's what she had to say. I'm just not feeling it. Like, come on, like, can we not do better than stripes? Stripes was so last year. <laughs> yeah, I'm not feeling that. It's not for me. I won't be buying that one. You know my feelings on striped football kits. I hate it. I don't like stripes. Uh, I, I quite like pinstripes, though. I think it quite works, me. I will never... When you see, like, a, we've talked about this before, when you see... Atlanta, Sunderland, Sheffield Wednesday, all these stri- they yeah. the kits always look the same every single year. So I, I'm kind of with her on that. Oh, yeah, you can't really do much with it, can you? Um, Into Miami have released a new home kit this year. It's black. Uh, got a bit of a design on it, but very uh, discreet design. You can't really see it. Of course, the pink Adidas stripes. Here's what she's had to say about Into Miami's home kit. Love that. That's like when you wash your paintbrush... When you've had black paint and it swirls down the sink. Uh, yeah. I'm sure that's what they were going for. <laughs> Me too. As Me the too. playoff hopes swirl down the drain. Oh. Um, yeah, it's a nice guy. I always like the uh, Miami have the sort of a silk effect, don't they? I don't it's, like that. It looks weird. I, I like it. Okay, the pink Who one last year. Who plays in silk? The pink one last year when it rained it looked a bit weird. Yeah. But I know, I don't mind that. Uh, next, it's uh, Club de Foot Montreal. Well done. And uh, their design, it's a, a black kit. And that, this has got a pattern. Like We've seen a lot of sort of discreet patterns on mm. kits this year. Uh, but we'll pop you like this one. Oh my God, I love this one. We all know I'm a fan of a black kit, but they've got the same snowflake design. Oh my God, it's on the little emblem as well. That is so cute. It's so cute. It's on the emblem as well. (laughs) Uh, She says Montreal, uh, their kit is so cute. So there you go. Uh, Next is New England Revolution. Uh, This is, well, it's kind of like a half and half kit, really. You've got one half of it that's got the uh, black or, or navy blue uh, adidas sort of uh, stripes on it mm. and the other half has got sky blue uh, very light blue stripes on it and in the middle it's kind of a line going down the middle kind of a, a, a crisscross uh, what does she think of this kit that looks like a wallpaper that i would use if i was playing sims and wanted it to look like a rundown house that's the wallpaper i would pick Who's playing The Sims and wanting the house to look run down? I don't know. She's get, always getting uh, modifications for The Sims. Oh, so maybe type in Rosebud, mod. you get loads of money. Cheat code. Um, there any Sims fans? That's for you. 
um, and then use the MLS UK on Soccer 90 to get discount. I think that, that's our cheat goal. I think that's what Inter Miami have done with the <laughs> amount of DPs, just Rosebud. That'll do. <laughs> Uh, Nashville then their away kit this year it's uh, very similar to last year that sort of dark blue with a, there's a pattern on this as well uh, it's the end of a pattern on this however it took a while for Poppy to realise that it was the end okay Nashville I'm feeling this I love blue and yellow together it just looks like there's a load of oh obviously there's a load of ends all over the shirt wow I was going to say it looked like palm trees but I get it. It's an end. <laughs> yeah, not many palm trees in Nashville. <laughs> um, yeah, it's more of a Miami thing, I think. <laughs> uh, moving to New York City FC then, um, their traditional home shirt is the light blue. Here's what she had to say about this. It's short and sweet. Is this New York City FC or is this Manchester City? Because you tell me the difference. She's got a point, really. She's got a point, yeah. I didn't tell her that they're owned by the same people. Don't, so. conf- don't confuse the issue. Mm, no. Uh, New York Red Bulls, then. They're away kit this year. Uh, oh, sorry, it's the home kit, of course. Mm. It's uh, white. It's kind of got, um, like, square patches on it across the uh, across the whole of it. It's white, red Adidas stripes. Here's what she's had to say about this one. This is a great Christmas or birthday present. Do you want to know why? Because you can also use this to play chess or checkers. It's a two-in-one gift. <laughs> it's a two-in-one gift. Again, she's not wrong. And this is the thing. She's not wrong. Uh, if I do ever buy you a T-shirt with uh, checkers on, though, feel free to terminate the friendship. <laughs> um, yeah, well, this is why we ask her to do it, because she is looking at it from a completely different angle. She's a makeup artist, a TV makeup artist. So she's looking at colours and designs, whereas we look at more... Um, you know, maybe more retro designs and love them. Um, a design that is very loud, and this can't be uh, this can't be seen as being a boring white kit. Is Philadelphia Union's away kit? It's uh, well, sky blue, but with uh, zigzags all over it, a yellow trim. Uh, hey, what does she have to say about this one? I love it. <laughs> I like the zigzag pattern. It's like a flash of lightning. Oh, I hate that. I love that. I love it. It's true, though. We This is the first kit that was unveiled for this season. And I just thought, oh, we're, we're going places here. We're going places. And then the others didn't really live up to the expectation. Well, there is one other which comes in the West that kind of did. So we'll uh, we'll save that one now. Uh, next, it is the shirt that you're wearing. It's the Orlando City home shirt, as you can see. Purple, as usual, uh, with the sort of lines in the middle that uh, say take it from uh, a dark purple to a uh, lighter purple. Through thick and thin. Well, that's what they're selling it on. But what did Poppy think? There's nothing much to say about that one. other than It's just really nice. And I don't mind the, the stripes in the middle because they are like inconsistent. They're not like solid stripes all the way down. Yeah, I like that one. And last but certainly not least, I think we've got to the end of... Uh, mm. The East is Toronto FC's kit. Now, remember last year she said she doesn't like a red kit, but this is red with a lot of black lines on it. Will she like this one? I like that. I don't normally like a red shirt, but that is pretty cool. This is thinking out of the box. I wish they'd taken the pattern onto the sleeves, but I'm not going to knock points off that because this is probably the first red kit that I've ever liked. Wow. First red kit she's ever liked. Yeah, yeah. 
As an Atlanta fan, how do you feel about that? Um, she, I, I'm sure she, uh, she doesn't like our kits just to uh, just to annoy me. Yeah, probably. But, uh, right, well, that's it for the East. That's our preview done, and that's our uh, kit reviews done. Let's go to the West. The MLS UK Show. So you can't do the East without the West. It's time to look at the other conference in MLS. Who should we start with? I'll give you first choice and then, uh, you know, I'll, I'll choose who we go on from there based on any little thing that you might say. Okay, can we start with uh, Houston Dynamo? Because an awful season last year, finished bottom of the conference, it, things can only get better, right? You'd think so, yeah. Although, um, I don't know. They've, they've lost uh, Elisa Minotas, so two of their, Agla, two best players. Mm. So it's not a good start. <laughs> um, you know, they're going to be relying on Quintero and uh, Picot, aren't they, really? Yeah, They. the thing is, they finished almost with half the amount of points that SKC did at the top. So it wasn't even a... A close run thing so i'm i'm hoping for a massive improvement i don't see them as a bottom conference side really no i don't i'm not saying that i expected them to go and win it last year but i in in my sort of five or six years watching mls i don't see houston as a completely bottom conference side i tell you what then next we'll move on we'll move on to the side that i think of the only side that could trouble them for that bottom spot rsl Oh, okay. Tell me why. I just think that they're not moving forward. They've still got uh, my favourite player, of course, same birthday, Albert Rusnak. Um, but uh, that's it. You know, they've had Rusnak for a few years. They, they, you need to improve. And, mm. and I know there was last year, they kind of got away with the poor form because of the managerial change and then coronavirus, which I think there's a lot of these teams, Houston included, that got away with bad years last year because of COVID and, and the disruption it had to the season. Mm. RSL are one of them. I just don't see RSL, a team that we've been used to being like, RSL always managed to scrape into the playoffs. So is there no chance that that was just a blip? I don't see it. I don't see it being a blip. I mean, they were the most exciting team to watch because they'd score 47, but concede 47. I can see them conceding 47. I just can't see them scoring 47. Okay. So, I mean, is there anyone else? Like, who do you think could trouble the bottom spot? It's a strong conference. I'll be honest. You're right. It's a strong conference. But what about Vancouver? They're notoriously normally down there. Yeah, um, I'll give you that one. Uh, Cavallini is the well, he's going to be their star man, and he 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 did okay, I guess, last season. He'll be massively. He needs to massively step up, though, yeah. right? Yeah. In uh, on the same same vein as a certain LA Galaxy forward. Yes, are we rushing through these? You get in the hangar. I just saw that there was an opportunity to switch it up, you know? Um, yeah, Chicharito, uh, two goals last year. I mean, Chicharito needs to get those two goals in the. He needs to be on two goals by the end of April. First if half. Yeah, he, <laughs> first half of the game. Yeah. The first one. Uh, yeah, very poor last year. I mean, LA Galaxy were poor, but this is. The new head coach, Greg Vanny, is coming in. He's the MLS experience. We said, I think it was the last episode of last season, or the season, the episode before it, that they need MLS experience coming yeah. in. They've got it. They have, okay, I don't think they've got a great roster personally. They have similar problems with uh, Toronto. I think mm. some of them are, are aging. Yeah. Like Chicharito's in his 30s, but he, he still should be doing a lot better. Can they do better? Can they trouble the playoffs this year? That team with Greg Vanny does better, I think. 
I think he brings a wealth of experience. He's got a bit of confidence as well. The guy's been there and done it. He gets to finals. It's what he does. I like him there. I agree the roster could be stronger, definitely. Um, let's go to LAFC with LA Galaxy, a okay. team who they, they massively underachieved last year. Yeah. Uh, for me, again, it's, it's a case of that roster having to deliver. I think we always question how they've got that roster together, how that is under the wage cap, how they've only got three designated players. That's a roster you look at and you think there's no way that they should finish outside the top two. No way. Yeah, I mean, Vela, uh, Vea, I should say, using mm. my English They'll be on at you. Uh, Rossi as well. They've, they've still got them up front. I mean, on their day, what, the best attacking lineup in the league? Absolutely unplayable. And so it's just about tightening up at the back. They were so yo-yo last season. They'd win a game, they'd lose a game. It's just just looking for that consistency. But I'm sure it'll come. It was a strange year last year, and maybe we'll just use that excuse for them. Um, so, I mean, we are rushing through these, but there's, there is there's so much to say. But yeah. we can just cram it in, and, and I mean, let's face it, everyone just wants to hear what Poppy's got to say about <laughs> the kits for the West. Um, we've done LA Galaxy then, uh, right? Who can I? Where can I link LA Galaxy to go from? Um, <laughs> Staying in California, <laughs> San Jose Earthquakes. What, what San Jose, if they've improved the last few years uh, under Almeida, but what do we do this year? Um, well, Wando now at 64 years old, uh, still, still on the roster. One more year, he says, one more year. Yeah, all right. Um, he'll be back. Um, for me, it's just a case of building on building on last season. Eighth is was not great, but remember, we've seen some terrible, terrible performances from that San Jose yeah. side. They, if they were to pull their socks up a little bit, eradicate those heavy defeats that they suffered, they would be a lot more consistent. You'd be looking at a top five spot easily. So I think that has to be the target for them, surely. Yes, you could argue that. I mean, Wando will always get you goals. He'll always get you 10 goals. Um, and then they've got Espinosa as well, who's, um, you know, he's been playing well. They've brought in Eric Ramadi from Atlanta. That Atlanta the, I know he didn't really do great at Atlanta, especially last year, but he's got that MLS experience. Yeah. I feel like I'm repeating myself, but of what we've seen in the last... But it's crucial. It is. Well, what we've seen since we've been doing this podcast is that MLS experience is vital because um, Atlanta didn't really have it last year and they were awful. Quite frankly, I've spotted an opportunity here. MLS Go experience Go on. is vital. So I'd like to take you to a brand new team. In I MLS. was going to do the yeah. same thing. Um, let's run through the names that they've brought in. Austin FC, by the way. Yeah, uh, run through the names. Alex Ring, Ben Sweat, uh, Danny Hooson, uh, Matt Besler, Lima. They've, they've brought in that MLS experience. You tend to get this with new franchises. Uh, they, they're adding it to the likes of Dimenguez, who's coming in from uh, Liga MX, uh, Thomas uh, Pochettino as well. I'm, I can't wait to watch Austin. I really can't. Whereas FC Cincinnati in the East, uh, mm. the team I want, really want to watch and see how we do. Austin FC are that team in the West. Uh, they've got Josh Wolfe as their manager, their head coach, who hasn't really got MLS experience, but no. he's got a international experience yeah. in abundance. So um, I'm going to ask you probably the same question I asked you about Inter Miami last year and Nashville. What is a good season for Austin FC this year? This roster is good enough to cause those other teams in the West problems. It's a difficult conference. We know. We know there's not many cross-conference games as well. So it's going to be a tougher year. Let's, let's kind of remember that straight off the bat. It's going to be a tougher year, tougher fixtures. They're going to be playing more Western Conference sides, few matchups with the East. So it's going to be tough. However, that 
is one of the best rosters I've seen from a from a brand new team, I think. Right. I think there's some real talent in there. I'll stick my neck out and I'll say I'll I'll be really surprised if they don't make the playoffs. I'm going to agree with you. I really am. I, I, there's something about them, and I don't know whether it's uh, Matthew McConaughey. You know, just the the vibes. He's he's can't wait. He's excited, and I've, I don't know if I'm getting pulled into that. <laughs> but um, no, I I can see some good things with them. Um, if I know. had to choose a weakness, I'd maybe go attack, mm. as in a goal scorer. They've got Danny Hosen from from San Jose. Yeah, yeah. I d- I'm looking for that 20 goal a season striker. Yeah. Hopefully there is one there, but elsewhere there's real experience in defence and midfield. So good luck to them. I'm excited to watch them. They're, I told you they're my second team. Yes, your nephew, Carl Austin. Yeah. Uh, okay, first game, they're away at LAFC. Um, Tough start. <laughs> do they go down the Cincinnati route of getting absolutely pummeled in their first game or perhaps do the LAFC route of beating Seattle? I think use it to to work on, on your defensive um, methods. I think you have to try and sit tight against LAFC. You can't be conceding in the first five minutes because it's going to end up, you know, it could be five, six, seven. Let's judge them after the LAFC game. LAFC uh, lost in the... <laughs> lost in the playoffs last year to Seattle. So let's move to Seattle. Uh, these links are getting as loose as they can be. Uh, <laughs> Seattle Sounders losing finalists last year. They really disappointed in MLS Cup, although traveling to Columbus, it would have been difficult with everything mm. going on. Um, they've not really not really re- uh, got rid of any players of... Uh, you know that, that is going to affect them too much in my opinion mm. they're bringing in Freddie Montero's back their leading goal scorer so Seattle fans are delighted about that a sign of a good team is that they never they always come back fighting the season after yeah we know Seattle will probably make the playoffs let's face it mm-hmm. can they win MLS Cup this year easily well easily you don't win MLS <laughs> no, Cup easily no. but like you say they all they seem all they always seem really steady um you know we're talking about them not you know not winning MLS Cup because it seems like a surprise last year. That's how big this Seattle team has become. Schmetz has got a real institute going there. It's a strong roster. Like you say, not too many changes, which I like. They don't need to. It mm. was tight at the top. They, you know, SKC, Seattle, Portland, all finished on 39 points last year. So there's way, way, way more potential this year in what we're going to try and get as a normal season, as close to normal as possible. There's every chance that that they dominate once again. And, you know, LAFC are going to find it hard to have a comeback season when this Seattle roster looks really strong. Okay. Well, we can't do Seattle without talking about Portland Timbers. (laughs) Um, Portland... Again, like Seattle, they they will make the playoffs. Uh, you know, I watched them the other night in the Champions League. They did did well. You know, Valeri scored a free kick. They, mm. They're passing the ball around well. They look dangerous in attack. Um, it's just same old with Portland. And and well, they just they'll they'll want to progress more than what they did last year. I, I mean, how they lost that playoff game against Dallas, I would I still don't know. <laughs> it's about six months afterwards. I think Portland are fine. I think Portland will be fine for a playoff spot. The the biggest compliment I can pay these um, Cascadia teams, Portland and Seattle, is that you just always expect them to be up there. We never see them ha- have a poor, poor season. And so 
that expectation is naturally there, but you have to take that as a compliment. We just expect big things from these teams because they are the biggest teams in MLS right now. I think they'll be fine. I think they'll be more than fine, Portland. Uh, right, I'm just having a look here. Who can I go to? Who can be my next team? Because we've not got many left, actually, uh, from the West. Um, Dallas, Colorado or Minnesota, I think, is is mm. your choice. Okay, well, in that case, then, we'll go SKC. Uh, SKC, they uh, won the West last year. Uh, they did very well. Com- comparison to the season before, mm. you know, you look, they were finishing top 13th, top, yeah, you yeah. know. They, I don't think they'll finish 13th again, put it that way. Um, big season like uh, Cavallini for Vancouver. I think big season for Polito this year. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think what you what you said about them, you know, being top, bottom, top, bottom, I think it's about being now becoming part of that Seattle and Portland lineup where you know they're going to be in and around there. They need to establish themselves as a top three side. Mm. They need to go and do what they did last year again and establish themselves so that they're one of those teams that you talk about as definitely being in the mix. Because this time last year, we weren't saying SKC were going to go and win that conference. Mm. So this is their opportunity to go and you know, stamp their authority on that conference and and really get themselves in the mix when everyone else is talking about Seattle and Portland and LAFC. Yes, and of course, uh, Johnny Russell as well, MLS UK. Uh, he's he's just a reliable in that first 11, isn't he? Yeah, do you know what? He had a great season last year. I feel like it, it didn't take him a while to bed in because he had some incredible performances over the, uh, you know, even in his first couple of games, but we're really starting to see someone who's in some serious form. I'm looking forward to seeing him again this year. Um, SKC, we move on to Minnesota United. They they absolutely spanked him in the playoffs, didn't yeah. they? 3-0. No one... Well, we did see it coming, didn't we? Because we, we were kind of rating Minnesota. I love Minnesota. Are they going to continue it this year? It's just that the progression is what I love to see from, from a team that... Haven't been around, you know, too long since it was it 2017 they came into the league. Yep. We're seeing a real progression. We're seeing the roster get stronger. Uh, they're finishing higher. They're doing better. They're going to win a cup. They're going to win something in the next couple of years. And I'm here for it. I love Adrian Heath for obvious reasons. And I feel like they're a team that everyone should aspire to be. The growth is is admirable. Yeah, uh, Ramon Abia. Avila, Avila, uh, I will get... Say it with more confidence. All these new names I will get right eventually. Uh, he's come in from Boca, 34 goals in 81 for now. That's a decent record. Yeah, this is the thing. The more that they become deadly up front, the less pressure is obviously on the rest of the team. It goes without saying, but it's kind of been... Not their downfall, but they've not had that... They've not had that Giovinco no. or... I was going to say Shikorito, but uh, that's, no. uh, you know what I mean, at the Martinez. Um, they've not had that for me. So I think that's going to be an element that they can definitely improve in. And hopefully he's that missing piece. Yeah. Uh, shout out as well to uh, Ike Opara. Of course, he's probably does, looks like he's he's not going to play for him anymore. Mm. He's had a lot of issues with concussion. Uh, shout out as well, Dane St. Clair. He will, should be a starter this year. He appeared on the MLS UK show, I think season two. And so. everyone kept saying, oh, you're just getting sub goalkeepers on. Yeah, but, you know, no, with a not. view to them becoming first teamers yeah. in the future, right? Uh, head to the Sports Social website and listen back to uh, all the interviews we've done. Uh, there's an interview as well on there from last year and I was wondering how I was going to get into this, but it's with Tanner Tessman, FC Dallas. We also did one with Luchi Gonzalez as well. That was part of our isolation interviews uh, last summer. Um, Tanner Tessman, he's, he's 
becoming like uh, one of the players to watch, isn't he, for Dallas next year? Yeah, such a such a talent, still so young as well. And they just got that incredible reputation, Dallas, of bringing the youth through. Um, it's exactly what we're hoping to see at Orlando um, from a coach who's come from Dallas uh, in uh, Pappy, as we call him, because, uh, you know, we're best mates. Um, yeah, Dallas is really a team to admire. The the youth setup is incredible. The way that they then embed those players into the first team. Tessman, a perfect example. He's got a massive career ahead of him. And this is a really important season in that. I don't know how I'm going to link it, but they're the last team. Colorado Rapids. <laughs> you can get from <laughs> Dallas to Colorado somehow. <laughs> you can somehow. Planes, trains, or automobiles, you can get there. Um Colorado, in recent years, we've praised their recruitment. We've been mm. saying, oh, I expect a lot from them this year because of the recruitment. Uh, this time around, they're kind of going under the radar a bit. They did really well last year. Very good team to yeah. watch. Um, and again, for them, it's kind of just like, just continue how you were going and you'd fancy them to make the playoffs. This might not be a popular opinion, but I think with them kind of making the playoffs comfortably, but being such a way off the likes of Seattle and Portland and SKC. It's almost just a case of get to the playoffs and then go for it. Because we all know you can go and win MLS Cup by finishing in that bottom playoff spot. Um, so I think for, for teams like Colorado, who are maybe you know, a little way off going and winning the Supporters' Shield... It's just about making the playoffs. They've got every chance of, of going and doing something in the playoffs. Yeah, and Acosta back in the US yeah. men's national team playing really well as well. So uh, Colorado will definitely look to... Uh, I mean, last year they was outplayed by Minnesota in the playoffs, so they'll be looking to uh, just go a step further, show a bit more in the playoffs. Mm. I think some of these teams that, that kind of just scrape into the playoffs, they, I don't know if it's inferiority complex or something, but they get there and you think... They just don't believe they can go through. So uh, maybe this year for Colorado. But Robin Fraser, great job. Uh, really looking forward to him this year. And assistant manager at Colorado is Neil Emblen, who um, I used to play a bit of tennis with in Norwich when he was uh, when he was at Norwich. Wow. Well, there you go. There you go. Uh, could you get him in for an interview? Probably not. No. <laughs> You're not that close to him. Uh, right then, well, we've heard our previews uh, for the West. Now we're going to do our predictions, our very quick predictions for what's going to happen in MLS 2021 in a moment. But to round off the West, there's only one way to do it, especially on an MLS UK show preview. It's Poppy's kit reviews for the West. Let's start with Austin FC then, because we'll do it in alphabetical order. Austin okay. FC, uh, they've brought out two kits naturally because it's their first season. The home shirt is the green and black stripes. The away shirt is the white. Uh, it's the old school Adidas now. It's last yeah. year's Adidas with the green uh, stripes coming down the shoulder and it's all white. I showed Poppy the home kit, the mm -hmm. green and black one. Here's what she had to say about it. Oh, it's just so boring. Is that a little tree on their badge? That's cool. Do they have a lot of trees in Austin? <laughs> They've got a lot of trees in Austin. Um, yes, that's why it's on the badge. And do you know what? I said earlier about the stripes. I'm not a fan of the stripes on any team. The green and black is working for me and I don't know what it is. I like it. Colorado Rapids, their away kit is white. Kind of turquoise sort of Adidas stripes on it. It actually looks, uh, it really looks really smart. I like the colour on it, but did Poppy agree? I actually love that colour. Not the white, the sleevey bits, the green. It's like a mint green, isn't it? Like, you know what? That might be my favourite colour. It's her favourite colour. Yes. Yeah, so Describes it as mint green. 
uh, kind of turquoisey, mint green. We'll give her the benefit of a doubt. Um, although, benefit of a doubt is something I can't give her. You see there that on the FC Dallas, uh, there's two buttons for FC Dallas. Yes. Now, when I said, right, here's FC Dallas's kit, this was her reaction. Dallas Cowboys. No. She's still learning. <laughs> uh, not quite. Not quite. You know, it, it is obviously Dallas Cowboys is a sporting team, so but she's still learning. Uh, I corrected her though. This is the FC Dallas away kit. It's a kind of like a, a very pale blue with sort of red and darker blue, kind of like uh, ice cream sprinkles on it. And that's where Poppy went with this. Here's what she said. It is when you go to one of those funky ice cream shops and they've like created their own bubblegum ice cream and it's just like got loads of random stuff in it. I don't like it. I love these. I just love her so much. Like, how have you arrived at an ice cream parlor making their own bubblegum ice cream from looking at a football kit? Yeah, I mean, I'm Marina and I don't know what goes on <laughs> in her head. So, uh, right, let's move on to Houston then. I think this is quite sharp, this one. What's she had to say about Houston's orange kit? I love that colour orange, but it is boring. Loves the colour, but it's boring. Yeah, so kit's boring. Loves the colour, though. Um, next up, we've got LA Galaxy. Now, this LA Galaxy one has been the most talked about kit yeah. of the year. It's a retro look at the 1996 kit. It's uh, sort of um, green and black and navy blue stripes, kind of similar to the Austin kit. She said the Austin kit was boring. Will she agree with this? Here we go. I'm not even going to justify this shirt. Because that is the worst thing I've ever oh, seen in my life. No. This is the standard UK 17-year-old going on the first lad's holiday, thinking that they're going to buy a funky like holiday shirt. No, it's a no from me. Wow. That's the best-selling shirt on Soccer90.com. When wow. that went up, it was gone straight away. Well, according to Poppy, it's what 17-year-old lads wear in England to go abroad for the first time without the parents to try and be funky. She's not having it. Next, LAFC. Uh, LAFC, it's kind of a creamy colour with a, a black trim on the collar. Uh, and it's, it's, it's got kind of black... The cuffs. The, yeah. The... It reminds me of um, the sporty leisure wear that girls seem to wear these days. You know, like with Calvin Klein. Yes, but it's got Los Angeles written on it. What did you think of this? I like the Los Angeles around the sleeve. I'm feeling that. The rest of the shirt is just a bit boring, but, you know, sometimes sometimes black and white is just simple enough. Yeah, I, I like the cuffs. And I've seen a few people say, oh, no, I prefer it without the... I like them. It's a nice touch. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, next, Minnesota. Standard blue kit for Minnesota. <laughs> Come on. Give me some patterns, please. I'm fed up with the plain shirts now. And to say they've hired a designer to do this, the designer's literally gone, okay, you got a sponsor. Stick it in the middle. What colour are you? Blue, great. There you go. I can't disagree. And I know a lot of people have said that the kit's... Some of the kits are a bit boring yeah. this year, just very plain. I have to agree with that. I've got to say, though, I saw a lot of people saying that, so it made me think that, oh, all these kits are going to be boring. I was worried. There are a lot with funky designs mm. on it. One of them is RSL. They're away kit. It's white with a bit of a funky design on it, but it's not as uh, bold as, say, the Philadelphia kit. So what did she think of this one? I am so close to the computer right now to see that, and it's a really funky pattern. I just think it would have been cooler if it was a bit bolder. But you know what? I'll give it to them. I like that one. 
So she's a fan of that one. Yeah. Next is Portland Timbers. Now, remember last year she did say that she didn't like a green kit because, in her words, you come dress as the pitch. Portland's kit this year is two different shades of green with it kind of looks like it's stitched up. Do you remember I bought the original shirt of this when we went shopping? Yes, she did. Uh, and it's stitched up like a, like a baseball or yeah. a cricket ball. So does she like this one? To me, it just looks like they've um, run out of material and sewn different sleeves on. <laughs> There's Portland fans that have waited an hour to find out what she thinks of their kit and they get that. To me, it just looks like they've um, run out of material and sewn different sleeves on. San Jose is just blue. What should, <laughs> let's see what she thinks of it. Sure, this will go down well. It's just a blue shirt. <laughs> just a blue shirt something that you can't say is just a blue shirt is the Seattle Sounders away shirt now she's uh, claimed that the into Miami shirt earlier that was black uh, but as if you've uh, emptied your paint pot and it's going down mm. the sink now this is very similar but purple but the design this has been one of the most craved kits as well yeah. of the uh, close season does she like the Seattle Sounders kit have they made up for last year this is amazing this is like those artwork where you pour all the different color acrylic paint in and then pour it onto a canvas. I love this. And I love that they put purple and orange together. That is great. It is bold. The Hendrix kit, of course, it is bold. I like it as well. Yeah, me too. Uh, Sporting KC next. It's, uh, well, it's light blue and then dark blue in uh, horizontal lines. <laughs> it's pretty boring, but there's there's nothing bad to say about that one. It's It's quite nice. <laughs> There you go. A deep, insightful view there. <laughs> yeah, so some kits she does give that insightful, like Dallas is like bubblegum ice cream. Mm. You know, she's delving into a real creative mind. And then there's others. It's just a blue shirt. <laughs> like that, yeah. Uh, last but certainly not least, Vancouver white caps. It's a white shirt. It's uh, dark blue in the middle, horizontal, kind of similar to SKC. What does she think of this one? If you're like a little bit chunky and you're wearing this, it's just going to like really exaggerate your belly because it's basically just putting like a corset around your waist <laughs> and your belly's hanging out the bottom. The Vancouver corsets. It does roll off the tongue, doesn't it? Mm. So there you go. I think me and you, we will not be buying. Caps and corsets. What do you think she's going to choose as her favourite and what's your favourite? Uh, well, I know for a fact it's not going to be this one. It's just a blue shirt. <laughs> so I'm going to say probably the Seattle one's going to have stolen it for her. Okay, what's your favourite kit? Um, do you know what, right? One thing I wanted to point out, Orlando haven't got the best kit in, in the whole league. The one I'm wearing right now. Do you know why I like it though? Go on. Is because the last two purple Orlando shirts, They've not had the white Adidas stripes. And for some reason, it just looks classic. It's back to the Kakar era. Yeah. I, I I mean, we had no success then. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm actually a big fan of this. I'm, I'm liking it. Okay. But um, Seattle probably steals it for me as well. These are Poppy's favourite kits for 2021. So last year, I feel like I was particularly hard on Seattle Sounders. Well, I can tell you now that my two favourite kits of this year are Seattle Sounders and Miami. Well done. Oh, uh, Shame about the Miami. I've got to say, that Miami kit, I quite like that. If I was to get a kit that wasn't Atlanta, I would probably choose the Miami one. You chose Seattle, so we, we kind of guessed it. Well done if your team was amongst Poppy's favourite kits of 2021. Apologies to San Jose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and apologies to San Jose. Uh, right, before we round off, uh, we need to do our predictions for MLS 2021. Uh, we're going to do three. We're going to do MLS Cup, Supporter Shield and MVP. MLS Cup, Ben. Um, who are you going for? 
I'll tell you, but while you think mm. very quickly, uh, I'll tell you who are the favourites according to Odds Checker online. LAFC 5-1 to one are favourites with Columbus 2nd, Toronto 3rd, then Seattle 4th. Joint 5th are Orlando, Philadelphia and New York City FC. I can get on board with Orlando and Philly sort of making up the 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 other places in the playoffs. Um I'll be honest, I was going to say LAFC. I just didn't want to be boring. I didn't. I thought it might be a bit obvious, but that, that is who I would have to go for. Um, I am swaying towards LAFC. We put this out on Twitter about a month ago, and I did initially say Seattle. However, I, I think LAFC are going to come back strong. Uh, Atlanta uh, level with Inter Miami at 20-1. to 1. DC United and San Jose are the uh, longest odds, 100-1 to 1 to win MLS Cup. I think that's probably a fair shout. It probably is. <laughs> uh, so I guess we're going to go with LAFC and both us be boring. Uh, Supporters Shield. I, I, my, I've got. I think Seattle could win. Supporters. I was going to say Seattle. As right. Well, well we've, we've spent too long to- with each other. Um, who from the East? Then who's going to challenge Supporters Shield? <sighs> I think Colo- I, you have to look at Columbus yeah. because they had such a good season last year, and I know it seems like an easy option, but they've added as well. They've added the likes of BWP joining, just gives them that extra. So I have to go Columbus. Um, MVP. I know who I'm going for, and it's basically it's his big comeback year. Sorry Martinez. to be boring, Josef Martinez. Uh, you've got Vea. Uh, I. You know what I've got to say. Second is Higuain. I think he'll have a strong year. Really? Year. I think he'll score goals. That's a big shout. Uh, but I've got to go with Joseph. Sorry. I'm going to go Vea. Not Pato then? Absolutely not. <laughs> not tempting fate whatsoever. Um, let us know who you think will win MLS Cup, uh, Support Shield and MVP. Uh, comment in the comments below on YouTube or tweet us at MLS UK Show. Right, Elliot, it's the end of the show and we end it with one thing. You need to reveal who this gamer has oh, changed yeah. your name is because I don't have a clue. Okay, so uh, this is a player who's played uh, for an MLS team and for a team in the UK. So they started uh, the Manchester City Academy right. uh, 2014 uh, and they made their uh, Man City full debut in 2015. 46 appearances. They also play for uh, Leicester City. They've made 88 appearances for Leicester, scoring 15 goals. Ooh. I haven't told you who they played for in MLS. Go on. It's for a good reason. The team is Columbus. Have you got any idea whatsoever? Not a clue. I mean, the only, Zach Stefan comes to mind, but of course, Zach Stefan hasn't then played 88 times for Leicester, so, and he's still Man City, so I don't have a clue. So, start a Series 4, and I'm already one down. No, I, I'm not surprised, but I had to bring this to the show because it's a great story. The player was at Man City, yeah, and they went on a tour of America. And they were struggling to get them a work permit. Oh. So whilst on the tour of America, they said, right, we'll have to leave you here. <laughs> you go and train with Columbus. And he therefore then appeared in matchday squads for Columbus during I, their preseason tour. I've got a feeling I know who this is. Go on. Is this Iniacho? Iniacho. Wow. That is... I, I mean, fair play. Did you find that or somebody else find somebody, that? Um, somebody sent, let me credit them because it's important because this it's a hell of a story. It is on his Wikipedia, so it fair must play. be true. Well done. Um, but it's a great story. Um, he did appear on a matchday squad uh, for Columbus. I'm going to find out who it was. It was Craig K. Tips. He's Craig Tip 
3010 on Twitter. Well done, Craig. That is uh, great knowledge there. I, I didn't have It's a great, isn't it? Think, what a story. Um, right, well, that's it for this episode. Episode one of Series 4 from our brand new studio, Elliot's Garage. Um, thank you for joining us. Remember, follow us on your podcast provider. That's not what you say now. You don't say subscribe, you say follow. Uh, <laughs> leave us a rating and a comment as well. We'd really appreciate it. However, Elliot, there is one rule and one rule only when leaving us a rating. LA Galaxy style. Five stars only. And that won't change until LA Galaxy wins something, which will be quite a while. And uh, something else that won't change is the way that we sign off this podcast. I don't say anything. He says, see ya. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply.